Ladies and gentlemen, I got the keys, keys, keys to victory and key matchups. That is only on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day, every day, available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Friday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. We're going to get right into the offensive keys to victory here. First up, starting strong. Look, I get it. This one, <laughs> this one is, uh, it, this episode in general, it, it's expected to be a blowout. You know, we're expected to win the game, but I think we're favored by 38 at the time that I'm recording this. Uh, starting strong is a very important thing because, yes, it's expected to be a blowout, but do you want to guarantee that blowout? Go up early. That is way more important than I can even stress because you look at a lot of upsets and a lot of upsets happen because of, well, letting the team stay in the game and then a couple plays happen and next thing you know, you're down 20 to 13 to Kentucky. Um, yay. But look, Vandy has shown no ability whatsoever to pass the ball with even the slightest bit of consistency. So what do we do? We go a big early, whether you throw bombs early you try that inside zone split read that works i don't know why i said inside zone but that split zone read that works so well for florida in most occasions which i don't know if you caught this but last week first drive i believe it was the first play for florida's offensive game they came out with the split zone read to start the game they know it's their home run run play so they came out early it didn't work out but i would not be shocked to see that come out on the first drive again because again Florida is so good at it, and they do it not super often because they want you to be caught sleeping with it. So if we go up early, we go up big. It's as simple as that because, I mean, I'll get into forcing Vanderbilt to throw the ball later, but that's a very important thing where Vanderbilt's shown. They just die once they go down big. It's, it's as simple as that. They roll over and die. If they want to throw the ball, it's going to be a show for them. Um, so, you know, start strong. That's a huge key for this offense to get going early. Big throw bombs. I don't care what you do. I don't care who's throwing it. Throw a bomb. Just start the game off with a fuck. That one almost came out. Just start, the, just start the game with a bomb, a play action shot. I don't care what happens. Just let that thing sing and let it fly. Next is taking care of the football, though. And I get those kind of uh, contradict each other, you know, throwing bombs and taking care of the football. Obviously, whether it's a close game or a blowout, a big key to victory for the offense is always to take care of the football. But we're a team that's improving in that area. But throughout the course of the season, we, we've we've kind of sucked in that area. I get it. One turnover in each of the past two games, the Tennessee one, again, like I mentioned yesterday, was a Copeland fumble that I still think should have been blown dead and I still think shouldn't have happened. And last week was a very bad forced ball by Emory Jones uh, into coverage. Again, I believe it was J.J. Weaver that got the interception for Kentucky there. 
And that, that look, we're improving. I get it. We've had games with three turnovers in a game. And yeah, thank goodness we're improving. But it's very important for Florida to take care of the football, especially in a blowout, because you know, you give up that momentum changing play, which we do so often on offense and defense, where then you're screwed and then you're down and then you're fighting to come back into this game. And look, Florida against Vanderbilt can do that. But Florida needs to build the habit of taking care of the football. And it starts here. Don't turn the ball over a single time. You should not turn the ball over against Vanderbilt. Their defense sucks. It's as simple as that. They are not a good football team. And you know what? I'm not knocking on wood because I have confidence in this team. I'm going to show faith in this team to not be superstitious. I want to knock on wood so bad right now, but I'm not going to, because I'm going to show confidence in this team and show faith in this team. Taking care of the football is going to be major key to victory in this game. I hate that I just said major key, but you know, it is what it is. It's the major key to victory here. Finally, running the ball. I talked about this yesterday. Vanderbilt absolutely sucks at running the ball. Uh, I believe the least amount of rushing yards they've given up in a game so far this season was like 179 yards. Um, actually, I think it was 171. Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe it was 171 yards, the least amount of rushing yards they've given up in a game. They gave up 5.7 yards per carry. I think they've given up at least two rushing touchdowns in every game. I could be completely mistaken on that one, but I believe it's they've given up at least two rushing touchdowns in every game, except for maybe one so far. They suck at stopping the run. Florida, on the other hand, phenomenal at running the ball. I believe the 179 is our lowest rushing total of the year. So, you know, we are fantastic at running the ball. I think we take deep shots. I'm not saying we don't. I'm not saying that the game plan will be to play conservative football. I I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think the key to victory, though, is running the ball and, you know, just, just pound it home. Take the air out the ball because, first of all, you don't want to get injured when we've got LSU and Georgia coming up. That's a very big thing. You don't want to, you know, throw the ball, stop the clock a ton, keep the game going. You are, as in, you want to keep the game going. You want to keep the game moving. You want to keep the clock moving. Get in, get out, get your blowout, get your momentum builder. <laughs> Think of this game, this game against Vanderbilt. Think of it as Florida's version of a slump buster. Um, then yeah, if you know what that means, then you know what I'm talking about. Think of this game against Vanderbilt as Florida's slump buster. That's what we need to do. We need to get back on track with the rush game, which, I mean, look, I'm pretty sure last week was a 179-yard game. Get back on track. It was our lowest total. Get right back on the horse. Get back into it. Keep going. Keep moving. Get the rhythm going. Give the ball to Damian Pierce. Give the ball to Malik Davis, Naquan Wright. Uh, Lorenzo Lingard, Demarcus Bowman. I don't care who runs the ball, but run the ball. It's as simple as that. Like that, that's a big key for victory in every game for Florida. It's going, I can tell you now pretty much every week, that's going to be a big key to victory for me because we are so damn good at it that you got to do what you're good at. You know, if you want to win games, you do what you're good at. Running the ball is what's good for us. I don't know about you guys, but football season's here. So I'm watching games. Almost every day, again, sorry, November, the first week of November, we'll be able to watch football every single day. And I snack during games because I drink during games. Water, fine, sometimes alcohol, but usually water. And, you know, I, I eat sugary snacks. I eat salty snacks. But that's why I've started eating Built Bar more because, one, it's the best protein bar on the market. So it's great after a workout. And, two, when I'm watching during a game and I want to eat something sweet, 
I just go for Built Bar. The cookie dough, mm, the cookie dough one. So, so loud. So I'm letting you know that right now. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that's no longer a problem. Built Bar is your best low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5. Get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Gators your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, so keep that in mind. And YouTube, you know, if you want to watch, feel free. I'm here five days a week. I'm always available. Looking at defensive keys to victory, stack the box is key number one. And I'm not saying because Vanderbilt's so lethal running the ball. No, that's not. They're not Florida. They suck at running the ball. They suck at throwing the ball. But it's as simple as that. I mentioned the big thing is getting up early. After you get up early, I want to stack the box. We stack the box, they throw the ball. They are damn awful at throwing the ball. And I, I think, watch the film. They, I don't watch the film. I don't want you to do that. That's that's torture. I don't want you to watch Vanderbilt's film. Never mind. You know, I'm, I'm lucky if you're watching this game. It's supposed to be such a blowout. But, you know, Vanderbilt, when they run the ball, they're bad. When they throw the ball, they suck so much that just make them throw the ball. That's what I'm saying. It's the path of least resistance. That's my point. They're going to run the ball every now and then, sure. But make them throw the ball. And that is a bigger key to going up early because they suck at throwing the ball. So they'll throw picks, hopefully. Or if not, they'll just throw a bunch of incompletions. We get the ball back. We score again early. We keep piling on the lead and piling on the lead and piling on the lead and get the backups in there at that point. Honestly, I want to see backups in this game because I think it's going to be a homicide on the field. That's I was going to say we're going to murder them. It's going to be a blowout, a homicide on the field this week. Next key, get in the backfield. Our D-line is S-tier. Let them pin their ears back and get in the backfield consistently. Don't bother getting cute with stunts. Don't even don't even send blitzes often. We don't need to do that, and we don't need to you know give more tape to other teams. We don't need to do that. They have plenty of tape at this point, but we don't need to give them more tape. Don't break out anything new. Uh, don't don't stress. I want you to stack the box. Don't get me wrong. I I want there to be seven eight people in the box always, and I realize seven is like not stacking the box in a typical base defense, but. You know, football now, nickel is your base, which means you got six in the box. Put seven, put eight in the box. I don't care. You can get the same personnel out there. I genuinely don't care. But our four-man line can get through often on their own against most teams. You know, they've gotten through against every team. Sometimes they don't finish the play and get home, like against Kentucky and Tennessee. They weren't really hitting home often, but they were getting into the backfield often. They were getting into the backfield often against Alabama, which – uh that's an NFL offensive line. I don't care how you're looking at it. They've got NFL prospects throughout, and Florida was getting through pretty consistently to Bryce Young and even Brian Robinson. You know, things things were working for Florida. Do the same thing against Vanderbilt, but stack the box. Dare them to throw the ball. Get in the backfield. Don't stunt. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't need to. Don't blitz. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't need to. And I don't know if you guys watched it last week, Florida tried bringing out the blitz a bit, and they weren't really hitting home with that. We're, I think we're at one of those teams where we're better when we just send four guys at the quarterback, even three guys at the quarterback. I believe it was Daquan Newkirk last week had a sack when we were rushing three. Just send three guys. It's fine. 
we have a very good defensive line where if you commit a little bit more to coverage, that's better for the defensive line overall. So that's why it's like, yeah, just, just send our four. We stack the box, but we still get pressure with four. They'll make them decisions on their own. It's as simple as that. Just get home. That's all you got to do. Send four, get home, have seven in coverage, have eight in coverage. I don't care. And they'll make their own mistakes. Next, play disciplined football. Teams get about three first downs per game when they play against Florida because of Florida defensive penalties. Last week, defensive penalties were not what shot us in the foot. It was offensive penalties that shot us in the foot, and then 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 in the foot. But usually, defense penalties have been a cause for concern, and I get that some calls are too rash. But three first downs per game because of defensive penalties is way too much. Clean it up. Don't make it easier for Fanville. They're a bad team as it is. There is no reason that you should make their job easier because they can't throw the ball. They can't do it. They can't run the ball. They can't do it. They're going to get a big play at some point. We just we know it. At some point, they're going to have a huge play for, for no reason. Someone's going to confuse the coverage. Whatever it is, they're going to get a big play at some point. But don't give them defensive first downs or don't give them first downs because of our defensive penalties. That is trash football, and that is how you lose games that you were favored to win by 38 points. So Florida, you know, play that's that's the key for me. Stack the box, but don't blitz. Stack the box. Show that you're gonna blitz, but just send four. They'll get in the backfield. It's a, the RD line is so good. Vanderbilt's O-line is um average at best. At, at absolute best. Just get in the backfield. Let our four guys cause havoc, raise hell, whatever you want to. Whatever you want to say, you know, four-man wrecking crew, I don't care, whatever you want to call them. Just let them do their thing. Stack the box, show blitz, don't blitz, let, let our four guys get through, and play disciplined football. Playing disciplined football isn't just about, you know, not getting defensive penalties. It's about not giving up huge plays, which we're probably going to do at some point. We do that a lot, but it's don't, don't blow your assignment. Don't confuse your assignment with something else. That's what I mean when I say play disciplined, clean football. That is so crucially and vitally important for this team to play smart, disciplined football at this point because Vanderbilt's not a good team. Don't don't make it easy for them. That's what Florida does every time. You know, people mentioned, uh, I, I forgot who it was that tweeted. I, it might have been Cameron Magruder last week that he was like, uh, Florida always plays up to their competition or down to their competition. You know, we have no level of competition. It's just like, we play Bama, we play Bama. We play Kentucky, we play Vanderbilt, we play Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and we play their style of football. And it's like, just, just, just please stop doing that. <laughs> just like, don't make it easy on them. Vanderbilt's not a good football team. Don't play down to their level. You're a better football team than they are. Play Florida football, but clean Florida football. And honestly, I don't even know if I want to say play Florida football because Florida football has been play down to your competition, and we're way better than them. We should not be playing down to anybody. This is still, I believe, a very good roster, a very talented roster. I still have faith in the coaching staff. I, I realize I've been hard on them this week because they deserve it. They made mistakes, and you deserve to get called out for your mistakes. And I try to be generally lenient on things I, like you guys know i'm always like hey i'm not gonna kill this guy i'm not gonna kill this guy for this i'm not gonna come for this i'm not gonna come for this but they they got outcoached and they didn't accept responsibility and dan mullen got outcoached and dan mullen did not accept responsibility and that's my biggest issue but you know play clean football play disciplined football win the game walk out of here healthy is a big key also just 
Simple as that. Just, just walk away with that. Anybody else make money last week? I didn't. And you guys know that. You guys know I didn't make money because I use Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. But I bet on Florida, which is, you know, what I thought was going to be a good decision. But I bet on them to win by at least eight, I believe it was. Yeah. 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 Win by at least eight. I bet on them to score 40. I bet on them to hit the over with 56 points combined. None of those hit. None of them. So Bet Online covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, aliens attacking which country they're going to attack first, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure you use promo code Locked On. That is L-O-C-K-E-D, no space. Oh, and now to wrap up, we're going to talk about a couple of key matchups. And by a couple, I mean literally two key matchups, but it involves about nine players. Um, Vanderbilt's outside cornerbacks, Jalen Mahoney and Gabe Judy Lally versus Cope, Hendo, and Shorter. Of course, Jacob Copeland, Xavier Henderson, and Justin Shorter. Um, combined, Jalen Mahoney and Gabe Judy Lally allow 33 completions on 50 targets, uh, 401 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions, and a passer rating of 93.8, which is really bad to allow if you're a cover man. And they've played a lot of snaps in coverage. Mahoney last week also, just just to point this out, Jalen Mahoney last week played in the slot a lot. It was the only week this year that he's played in the slot often. I, I think they were just experimenting with things, but he didn't play well in the slot. Like he played in the slot for, I think it was 68 snaps, uh, which he had played like 14 total for the season before that. But uh, yeah, he, he had one of his worst games of the year in the slot because I know I've mentioned this before. Playing in the slot is a different beast. Like I, I couldn't play in this. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but when I, I know I've mentioned that I played DB. Uh, I played outside corner or safety. I, I did not go in the slot because playing nickel corner is incredibly difficult because it's way harder to be like, okay, just push them to the sideline. Because sometimes they want to go to the sideline there more often than on the outside. They want to go to the sideline. They want to work in. You've got to be so agile to work in the slot. That is why I give nothing but respect to people that can actually play nickel corner because I know for damn sure I couldn't. I wasn't bad, but I couldn't play in the nickel. That was not something that I was capable of doing. So I'm not going to be like, wow, he sucked. They put him in the slot and he still sucked. No, I, I get trying things out, but working in the slot is difficult to do. And if he does work in the slot, Trent Whitmore is going to have 4,000 yards. Um, it's as simple as that. But, um, you know, I, I think Jalen Mahoney is going to go back to the outside. I think Gay Judy Lally is going to stay on the outside. I think Vanderbilt was just trying things out. Um, I, I don't think they tried again, given how awful the experiment was. They won the game, but, I mean, you played Kentucky. They lost to an FCS school earlier in the year. You shouldn't be proud that you won a very close game. Part of that being because Jalen Mahoney was in the slot and was getting cooked. He, I think he got targeted seven times, gave up five completions. So he got roasted. Next up is Florida's running backs versus Vanderbilt defenders. Um, look, Vanderbilt sucks on defense. Vanderbilt sucks on offense but they're better on defense than they are on offense. And that's an undeniable fact, I believe. 
But Vanderbilt's defenders, they look good in some areas because of volume. Like if you look at Vanderbilt's uh, run stops, they have Anthony Audrey, who has 13 run stops, which is more than anyone on Florida has. But, um, you know, I believe Diabati's leading our team in run stops right now with 11, if I'm not mistaken. He's played about 87 snaps against the run. You know, that's fine. Anthony Audrey has 13 run stops, which again, more than anybody on Florida, which is, who cares? That's fine. Um, but he's played 165 snaps on run defense only. So yeah, he's got two more run stops, but he's played 80 more snaps. He's played almost double the number of snaps. So it's like, that's why like, yeah, they have the volume numbers. That's what I mean. But they look good in some areas because of volume. Like when I was looking at the run stops, I was like, wow, Audrey's got 13. And then I looked and I was like, wow, Audrey's played almost 200 run defense snaps already. Uh, so there's things that Audrey also has a missed tackle percentage of 14.3%. That is really, really bad. Granted, Diabati's at about 18%. So that's also really, really, really bad. But Audrey's got a much larger sample size with, granted, more opportunities to miss, but more opportunities to make those plays. Um and he, he struggled a lot. He's also got an average depth of tackle of 6.3 yards, which, again, that means that when he makes tackles, this is run defense only, when he makes tackles against the run, other teams, on average, have 6.3 yards. As in, like, he'll tackle someone for, uh, like, uh, this, sorry, it's so hard to verbally explain. But, yeah, on average, he makes tackles 6.3 yards down the field, so a gain of 6.3 yards whenever he makes tackles. Uh, I remember previewing the Kentucky game, a key player I pointed out was DeAndre Square, who's also a linebacker, uh, but his average depth of tackle was like 0.2 yards, which was, for granted, that's insane, but 6.3 yards is also a lot to give up per tackle. So that's what I mean. Nate Clifton and Ethan Barr are also defenders on Kentucky, uh, who, again, they have good run stop numbers, but missed tackle percentage is through the roof. Like that. So they, they suck and they make their tackles downfield because they had not 6.3 yards downfield, but I believe it was 5.4 and 3.4 yards downfield through more course fine. But despite the high run stop numbers, they're not consistently making these runs, these run stops. That's my big point with DeAndre Square last week that when I was previewing the game, it's like, yeah, he's got high run stop numbers, but he's also got an average depth of tackle 0.2 yards because he's so good. These guys, they have high run stop numbers, but their average depth of tackle is much farther because they're not doing it consistently. They're just being on the field a lot and getting a lot of opportunities to do so. Meanwhile, offensively, Florida's running backs on 34 carries, Damian Pierce has forced 16 missed tackles. That's pretty damn good. On 14, on 49 carries, Malik Davis has forced 14 missed tackles. On 53 carries, Emory Jones has forced 19 missed tackles. This is a very elusive Florida team going against a Vanderbilt team that is very bad against the run. So Florida's running back or running game will hopefully make Vanderbilt throw fits the entire time because again this is a game where florida should blow them out and the run game should be a key contributor to that 